Welcome to the Packer Force Podcast. Our mic broke. <laughs> Back in the old sound. We're using straight computer audio, and if you don't like it, I really don't fucking care at this point. If you like, don't like it, we're sorry that you came here and checked this out. <laughs> uh, but we... This is, I promise this is our worst stop, episode. Stop, stop. No, no, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go. We gotta go. We have a lot to talk about today. Theoretically. The Packers pulled off an amazing victory against the Jacksonville Jaguars to move to, move to seven and two. Um, so I like how we do this podcast, and Elliot's like, "No, no, 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 not you, not you." What did you guys think about the game? It was pretty good. <laughs> I want to like this podcast. <laughs> uh, I wanted to. I really wanted to put sixty on him, but there was no energy in the game. Um, we came out. We had our first uh, opening possession where we didn't score, and that was against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who the, were one and seven at the, the time. Gritty, They're one and eight now. Yep, the gritty Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars. So, it, I mean, it did not meet my expectations. Let me just... It was a win. Let me say that from that point, when I, that first three and out happened, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I had the kind of... Th- like, I had, I just had a feeling. I threw out before the game. I was like, 22 to 16, Jags, book it. <laughs> I only was six points off the point total. Yeah. It was one of those kind of games. It's just we we didn't fucking lose it. We just played shitty and won shitty. No, yeah, I'm of the mind that so many times, more times than not, the Packers' energy is kind of mimicking my own because mm-hmm. apparently the Packers are grumpy fucking 35-year-olds. But uh, I just I couldn't give two shits about this game. I wanted to win it, but, like, there was no glory in winning it by a zillion points because if you win it by a zillion points, who gives a fuck? It's the Jaguars. We just basically won by a zillion points against a team that was the Jaguars the week before. The fucking 49ers, who usually aren't the Jaguars, but were playing very Jaguarsy, and we hung up a huge fucking victory on them to get some relief and some revenge. But... There was just no, no momentum going into this game from an emotional standpoint. It, you got to win, but who cares how you win? We got the win, and that's all that fucking matters. We got the win, we got out, great, done. Yeah, I remember asking you what you wanted out of this game, and we got what you wanted, which was a win. And uh, <laughs> That's it. But then I think back to what Peter said about the 49ers game going the way it did. And he was like, you know, could have gone any other way and it would have been worse. And I'm thinking of a 34 to 10 type game against the Jaguars. That would feel better than what happened on Sunday, Phil's. Um, I mean, it's like I tweeted out, it's an extremely Jaguars. ass game. The last time we saw him, was the opener of the season, which was the hardest opener of the season to ever get up for in my life. Because it was the Jaguars. Who cares 
down by four points. It was 23 to 27 then. It was 20 to 23, 21 to 24, whatever it was this week. But you eke out a win versus the Jaguars and you move on. You do. Burn the tape. Who cares? MVS cares. Yeah, mm. fuck MVS. He's terrible. Wow, that's he can mean. continue to be fantastic in terrible games. Do it when it fucking matters before you ask me to give a shit. I think you got to put games together like this first, you know, to make it better. No. This is, yeah. It's good for him. It's great. It's a fantastic building block, and it needs to have these kind of momentum builders. Yeah. But I'm still not going to fucking say he's not what he has been because he got some fucking decent to okay. Most of them were fucking gimmies in the last two games against fucking slouches. Yeah. Let's... I think MBS is a five. I think he's like a five receiver. Like a number five? I think he's a number five receiver. I don't think he's a number five. I, I do think, think he's, he's a great three. number five. I think he's an excellent number four. He's a middling number four. I don't think he's a middling number four. He's a number four with a ditch. Honestly, he's got so... Speed. If you had Alan Lazard as your third, Will Fuller as your second, and then Devontae Adams as your first, having Will for like just a change of pace play with Will Fuller and MVS out there would be a beautiful thing. You'd you'd want that every time. Two speedsters. <laughs> no, Lazard could come back and be a great number two before the year's done. That's absolutely possible because yeah, he has shown. Great flashes against competition, and I've got confidence in that guy and his tenacity and his level of give a fucks. Well, when we say MBS, great number two, do we do we do we mean like a great number two or like great a number two? Because there's a difference. Dang, Andrew flipped the script from the beginning of the year where he was like, Alan Lazard is a number three. Yeah, he's no, a that, fine number. That three. wasn't even the beginning of the year. That was like the week before. Alan Lazard's big game, and then he was like, like, Alan Lazard got hurt in like week three, and Andrew in week two was like, he's a number three, and then week three happens, and Andrew's like, Alan Lazard's fucking great, and then he get hurt for six weeks. It's about the size of it. He's a young guy. He's climbing. He's got upside. I think he still comes from a rough beginning, and he's got a long ways to go. But he's shown the potential that if like I mean, all we have on this fucking wide receiver roster is Devontae Adams and a bunch of, oh, I think he might, and by far, Lazard is number one in, oh, I think he might. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Lazard came back and had, like, two drops. I oh, think yeah. I think he's due, like, he, he was due for, like, a comeback-to-earth type game, and then he postponed it by getting injured for a month and a half. Well, well yeah. also, it's not going to help his cause that he's going to come back to earth and have a body that has been ransacked. Yeah. That's how I kind of feel about the Alan Lazard coming back. I think the minus sides, I think that injury was bad for him. I think it took him out of his rhythm. I think there's a lot of this season that has gone by without him and a lot of reps that had ha- that have happened without him that would have been super valuable. Right? So that I think that is a big downside. Upside, uh, he's young. And he had a lot of upside when he was when he was going. He was also uh, a dog on our team. I think he also brought a different energy than you see from most of our guys. I think you see 
uh, a cockiness and a bravado that I think this team needs. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that inspiration aspect that comes that can spread to other plays, other other positions, other players. Mm-hmm. And I think the defense can feed off a young buck like him fucking going out and making big plays. I don't know if that makes sense to me. I like, I, I want to believe it, but I just think like, I think yeah, we're really, I think we're really putting a lot of, a lot of stock in Alan Lazard coming back and it changing us from being like middling kind of shitty to going back to being a Super Bowl contender. And I just don't see that happening. Ooh, so you oh, say it's all lot if. So you say going back to being a Super Bowl contender. What does that what does that mean about your current perspective? Yeah, I think like I said middling to shitty. If you look at these last four games, we've got we've got a barely made it out alive win against the Jaguars. We've got a freebie from the San Francisco 49ers and we lost to the Vikings, ugly, mm-hmm. after, you know, the Texans, and before that you have the Buccaneers. Like, if you take this team on its last five games, we've beaten the Texans, Jags, and for the JV 49ers, and we lost to the Vikings and Bucks badly, 3-2 and two in those five games. And it's just, but it's like you also have the eye test, and the eye test doesn't really betray that we've been kind of middling, shitty, like decent. But like we handled, we handled San Francisco, and that was fine. But I really don't think they were able to get up for that game, and they didn't have anyone to get up. And so it's not that great of a win. You've got the Texans from four weeks ago, which was like thought of as this kind of good win but they're a bad team right now too and then the jaguars are as bad as it gets they do nothing well and they almost beat us they almost beat us on a punt return and very few of our wins stand out as strong wins yeah i mean you've got the saints game which is like they were playing like shit then they were playing like shit and they also didn't have michael thomas now they don't have drew Brees, so We'll see how that goes. But I think, like, I th- and the, the underlying optimism here is that I do think there is potential for us to be better. I just don't think, like, we deserve to walk around, like, BMOC because we haven't, you know... Like, let's let's get there if maybe we do well against this, this defense that the Colts have. Um, or if we come back and we beat the Bears and really cement ourselves as, like, you know, walking into the end zone on the NFC North title. Yeah, but the NFC North title ain't much. It's not. I mean, the Bears are on a four-game skid at this point. The Bears started off hot, and now they're looking like shit. Wins against them are not going to feel great. Right. I mean, that all depends on how you win against them. It I does. think, it, Like, you could definitely win that game ugly and not feel good about it. Like how the Vikings did on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Or you could, uh, you know, you could fucking put up at least 28 points on that defense, and then you'd feel pretty good about that. 
I know feel you feel decent. What games do we have left on the schedule that have the potential to feel like big wins? So this what week, is this week? This week is a big one. Then we have uh, the Titans. Yeah, the Titans. the Titans. Other than that, it's Bears, Bears, Lions, Eagles, Panthers. Yeah. And so you got the two AFC South teams. You really, like, there's no week that you should lose here. Yeah, I this team still feels like an 11-5 and five team. It's an 11-5 and five team that could go 14-2. and two. Right, poised <laughs> to go 12-4, and 13-3. Yeah, a lot of fucking similar vibes to last year. Very similar vibes, except the de- you don't. I don't feel as good about the defense. True, we went thirteen and three last year. We could do that or surpass that, and I'd feel more suspect about us. <laughs> it's just run. God defense. knows everybody it's, doubted us last year. I mean, it was obvious the 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 commentators who we had Albert. No, not Albert. We Greg Jennings and and Co. They were just, they were ragging on it the whole game. The physicality on both sides of the ball. It was, it was lacking. It was, and that's, you know, it just sucks. Because that's, that's the Packers team that we've come to know over the last few years. And then what happens to that team is they always get the shit beat out of them in the playoffs by someone who's willing to, like, stand in the box and slap. So what do you do? I mean... Should we shut down the podcast? Like, <laughs> shut it we down. We know how it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think right now, like, you went into last week thinking, like, this team looks like it's a second-round exit in the playoffs, and it still looks that way. Um, maybe first round. You know, you might get the bye, but it... I mean, the only thing we have going for us is that nobody looks that formidable in the NFC. That's true. I Except mean, for when the Bucks played us. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. true, but since then they fucking looked bad and they looked bad before then. I feel like we could catch the Bucks on a day and kick their ass. It's very possible. Any day now, fucking Tom Brady could get sacked and just turn into dust. <laughs> so like Drew Brees did. Do you see anything turning this team around? Turning the trajectory of the team. Alan Lazard. He's going to come back. He's going to fire up the defense. He's going to catch nine touchdowns. No, I think I think it's just going to take some, some maybe building block wins here that are allowed to look a little ugly. But as long as they, like, follow a certain path, and maybe we need to, like, I want to see us getting more physical. I want to see, you know, Kenny Clark, December mode, activate. I want to see Montrevious Adams develop. I want to see our middle linebacking core stop revolving. I want to see our cornerbacks come in and Kevin King get healthy and sit next to Jair Alexander and have them both play. And I want to see Darnell Savage, like, as a young safety, show why he was a first-round pick to begin with because I don't really know. I want to hear pretty soon here that the Smith brothers call a defense team only meeting and they have a fucking come to Jesus speech ready to go. That's that's kind of what I see. The only thing, like, you can see this narrative happening, like, you, know, you look out there and then finally Z's getting on some guy's ass in the middle 
you know, in a, in the huddle or something, like point pointing somewhere. Mm. Like that's just this energy that you see on other defenses. It's like where the fuck is that? Where the fuck is that on our team? You see guys yelling at each other, guys flying to the fucking ball. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we not fly to the ball? We have all the speed that we need. It's easy. See ball, hit ball, and there's just no energy. And so what you need, yeah, you need something like that. You need, like, a fucking uh, a meeting. <laughs> Someone, but you know what? They really turned it around. You see these guys flying to the ball. You just didn't yeah, see that yeah, weeks yeah. ago, you know? It's it's almost like someone lit a fire under their ass, you know. You seem to fire Mike Patton, and, and you be need like Troy Aikman to say that. <laughs> From guy to guy to guy, it seems like the defensive talent is there. Yeah, they just don't put it together. They don't get up. They don't all fucking decide as one unit. All right, we're all gonna fucking play our balls off, and we're gonna make tackles. Seems like the simplest thing to figure out in football, but they haven't made the decision to tackle guys yet. They haven't. I, this, this is a depressing year. It, like, 2020 is a depressing year. There's no one out in the stands. Like, the, you have to know that it takes a toll. But the thing is, is that you see other teams getting up for it. Yeah. You just I mean, don't see us. You saw the flashes in the end of this game. We got back-to-back sacks in the clutch when it mattered more than anything. Mm. Yeah, Rashawn Gary. Why can't we do that? Like, yeah, all the time. Not all the time, but more. Get yeah, some fucking turnovers, man. Well, I do think it is healthy for a team to like put it on the line for your defense and say like, you guys will go win us the game. Like, I think, I think that's always been a healthy thing to do. Is like make your defense go fucking. Save yeah. the day. Yeah. And that's, I kind of enjoyed that about last week, actually, is like, it's not on offense to, to play hero here. It's like, this is a shitty team. We should stop them. And we actually did. It was we nice. Did. We did. I, yeah, I think the talent's there. Like, what else would cause Preston Smith, who's fucking, what, 26, 27 years old? Yeah. What would cause him to drop off that much from last year to this year? Getting paid and fucking... He got paid last year. Yeah, but, like, he still had to prove himself. Now yeah. he's like, I proved myself, and I got my money, and it's COVID, and I'm just trying to stay warm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, so, this game in Lucas Oil Field can't come soon enough, honestly, for me. Like, an actual test. You're going to have fans. You're going to have some Republicans out in the stands. <laughs> But they're going to be yelling. You know, there's going to be people there. Last time, well, last time we played in front of people, right? Wasn't that Tampa Bay? Or did they have people in in Houston? Um, They had people in Houston. They had people in Houston. So they had people in Tampa Bay, and we went out and got embarrassed. Yeah. I. Yeah, I don't know. I think like this this game this it's tough because this game is so important in terms of like making me feel good about where we are, but it's the ultimate like can lose game. This is not a must win. This is like you lose it, it's outside the conference. You don't even worry about that for tiebreakers. 
and everyone else has lost in the past couple weeks. Yeah. Like, hmm. I mean, that's... Yeah, it wouldn't even be a big deal. That's that's true, but... But you got to work on your craft. We're, yeah, we're midway through November. We're getting into the double digits in terms of games. It's yeah. getting cold. Thanksgiving is next week. Mm. Most people have their turkeys bought. I don't. We don't. We don't have that. But it's 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 this time of year. This is when you start actually looking around and you start seeing where can we seed ourselves. We the the number one seed is ours. That means that if there's an NFC Championship game and we are playing in it, it will be played in Lambeau Field. Aaron Rodgers has never done that before. Deserves I mean, a shot. I don't like think. He, I don't think it's. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like it's still picture us getting our ass kicked at Lambeau Field. Like if we play the wrong <laughs> team, but you know, I, it's I, true. But you have you have things to play for. Yeah. 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 And it just you know like you don't. It's time for football to happen. I don't know. If, I don't know if it is. <laughs> I don't know if it is. I think this is the. We had a weird stretch of games, Texans, Vikings, Jacksonville, and the 49ers. Weird, schlubby stretch of games. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Schlubby stretch of games. Uh, we lost one of those games, and now we're coming into the end when we play the Bears twice. We have the Lions who, you can't really sleep on the Lions right now. There's... Yeah, no, we already talked about the back half of our schedule. It's yeah. not fierce. It's not fierce. It's, a- it's especially, not, especially I don't when, think it's fierce, but I think it's serious. I don't think it is. Especially, like, I'm jealous of those teams in the NFC West that get to sit there and fucking sharpen their edges against each other. Six games. You have six games against fucking fast smart teams and you get to see how you measure up six times and you're so fucking good that you'll still probably make the playoffs even if you lose half of those. Oh yeah, definitely. Because you're stomping all over the rest of your schedule. And I, like, we have the fucking Lions with Matt Patricia's sorry ass we have the dumbass Bears with Matt Nagy who, like, has managed to build an offense that is so incompetent at everything. That Bears offense, they cannot run. They cannot pass. They cannot – they don't have guys who can do well with the ball in their hands. They don't have guys who can do well at getting the ball in their hands. They're I mean, realistically, we could probably go three and four and still get a home game in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, we could. We could still get the three seed. And and that's... I mean, shit. You might get... You, you, to play hard. you might get the three seed at nine and seven, Andrew. <laughs> it's very possible, thank you, NFC for being fucking so incompetent. Ugh. So, there's that. <laughs> or, 
you know, you can aspire to be the best team in the league. You can throw yourself competing against, like, the Chiefs. Like, let's look at what Patrick Mahomes is doing. Let's get Aaron Rodgers an MVP. That kind of thing. It, it's kind of... this. I think this season, this game might be a litmus test for how the rest of this season is going to be. Because if we do lose this, I'm seeing more of the 10-6, and 11-5 route. And, but if we win, it's like, that was the, the biggest game left on our schedule. Let's go, Let's go get, get 14 and 2. Championship, yeah. Crossroads. It's a bit of a crossroads game. What does football mean to you right now? I, you answer that question. Okay. Um, I am still thankful for football. It is still something that I look forward to every week. There is less energy in it right now, palpably. I think maybe it has to do with this weird stretch of games. But I think you feel it from the players, too. With nobody in the stands, it's getting weirder. Or not not weirder, it's not weird anymore. It's just depressing. Yeah, the novelty of it, like, whoa, this is weird. That's not there, it's just like... Yeah, like... Big empty... Fence right there's battle. the drama is is not as much there but i'm still glad that i get to do it every week and watch it every week and have something to look forward to oh yeah i mean it's a it's a beautiful game to watch um and i i think i'm thankful for i'm thankful for football i just don't know if i just don't know if I'm watching a team that truly has a chance to be uh, like a Super Bowl winner. I really feel like I'm not right now. Yeah, I kind of doubt it. Based on what we've seen, I mean, that sucks. That's losing mentality. I just feel like there's a whole mindset on the team, in the fan base... That's the whole. That's the whole culture. That's. It's just there's no there isn't energy in it, right now, and something needs to change. And I don't know if it's the pandemic or if it's just this team in the pandemic. And the political atmosphere. The political atmosphere takes away from everything, but like. I feel like I can disconnect from that a little bit more now. Even it though, helps. Yeah. I do love the escapism that football provides when it provides it. I wish it did it more like basketball did. Basketball being there every day was fantastic escapism. Yeah. They still do play it Thursdays, Mondays, Sundays. There's still football on Saturday if you're into that. Nope. Fuck that football. That's the Trump Football League. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, I don't know. I, I love the Packers, and they're fun to watch. I don't know if this team has Super Bowl capabilities, but even if they don't, it's still fun to watch them. 
Yeah, it's they don't have the Super Bowl capabilities if this defense can't get their shit together. And it's okay, like it's okay to not know right now, and it's okay that we're not there right now. It's just like because think about it. I mean, if we were like if we had, <laughs> I think like you gear up for the Super Bowl. It's like you're you're like th- this is. This is admittedly just kind of a gross analogy, but it's like you're getting an erection. And you don't want to get an erection eight weeks before the playoffs start because you have to just keep that shit, like, aroused somehow and before you're getting into bed with anything. I mean, you don't just get one boner a day. You know. No, it's not. It's not even in terms of that. It's like you gotta. It's it's what I'm saying is like it's all about the timing, and you want to keep one like wave of energy, we'll say, up for the playoff run, and like it's okay that we're not there yet. Otherwise, we'd have to like really gear. We'd have to like power down and gear back up. We'd have to like yeah something. I mean, it's weird, and I don't even know how to really explain and quantify this, but back when we did win the Super Bowl in 2010, our path was nowhere near this simple and this easy. Yeah. Like, I think we all felt like, knowing the team, knowing the guys we had, we had the capability to go win the Super Bowl. Yeah. But at the same time, we weren't sure that we could make the playoffs. Right. Now it's like, yeah, the playoffs, sure, that's great. We're going to do that. But when we get there, are we going to do anything? Can we? Do we have that in us? Yeah, and I think that's like one one thing that I really admired and came to respect about the Patriots. And like the whole Patriot, I think the whole Patriot ethos is based on the fact that the NFC has been garbage for 20 years. Except for the Patriots, and they're just like, well, it's there for the taking. Let's go fucking win. Do yeah. your job. Just show up to work and play well, and you'll you'll beat all these shitty Joe Flacco led teams. Yeah. Um. And so I think as like as long as we can win a game against Peyton Manning, we're good. Yeah. Like imagine the imagine the Patriots like their division. You know. <laughs> They play the Dolphins and the Bills and the Jets like twice, and that's like their their fucking home turf battle. Like cut your teeth on your divisional opponent. It's like if we played the Lions and the Lions and the Lions. <laughs> Just six Lions games a year. I'm telling you, dude, this Lions game is gonna. Jump up and bite us in the ass. I don't know if it'll jump. I think, see, this is the other thing, is, like, the tone of our second half of the schedule is so fucking boring. Like, a Lions game sounds refreshingly energizing to me right now. All right. Like, I'll take the Lions over the Colts. Well, that's what I was trying to say. You're talking about, you know, like, I don't think this this second half is all bad. I think the Bears look like a bunch of fucking floundering phonies right now. Like, if they can't do anything on offense, like... You just have to score a couple touchdowns, and you'll you'll be. Able, but you know, look at our defense. Yeah, our defense will give up twenty one points to the Bears. Like this is the thing is that you could also potentially lose all of these games. I mean, you could. It'd like, be really you impressive. <laughs> it'd be it'd be mightily depressing. 
I mean, you might still make the playoffs. <laughs> Could you? <laughs> no, I think the Bears would be seven and nine at that point with a. Yeah, they'd have they'd have their seventh win and the tiebreaker over us. I don't know, man. The Bears are fucking floundering. They are. Yeah. They're gonna have to go back to Trubisky, and God knows he's, he's gonna be a shell of a human being. No, dude, he's gonna be his best yet. He, this is what he needed. This is why they brought Nick Foles in it's to throw Trubisky underwater, make him realize he was on the brink of losing everything. Show him to greatness. Yeah. That's Nagy's. That's Nagy's way of of conquering. Like, you know, we saw how well he handled that that double going field goal. Well, Trubisky, he had a deeper plan. Ugh. Matt Nagy is psychotic and not good. No, he's bad. He's really bad. And he was, wasn't he coach of the coach. year? I watched the shit out of that team. That team has no semblance of a fucking offensive identity at all. Yeah, I... It's amazing, really. I, I, all I, I just watched the second half of that game against the Vikings. And it was like every time they got the ball, they did the worst shit you could think of with it. It's so bad. I watched them and I love it because it's kind of, with our defense, watching the Bears can be defensive porn at times. Like guys that actually tackle and make plays, it's just astonishing to watch at that fucking level of competency. Mm. But then you watch them get the ball and you realize that it doesn't matter if you have a fucking fantastic defense if your fucking offense is just the worst thing that ever existed. Yeah. Their offense is so bad. It is. And I can't wait to play it. But before we, before we do that, we got to get through these Colts. And I think it's important that we acknowledge once again on this podcast for probably the third time, the Colts are the only team in the NFL that has a defense. Their offense is so bad that it doesn't matter at all. There's a couple other teams that have defenses. Tampa's got a decent defense. Tampa looked like they had a pretty good defense to me. Um, And then Steelers have a defense. Maybe. Ravens. There's a couple of them out there. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's definitely... I think things are changing now through the season. Like, I think offense is seem much more ready to go than defenses. What if the Steelers just went 19-0? and 0? I'd be pissed off. It'd <laughs> be funny. I'd be real pissed off. It'd <laughs> be funny. Funny. real annoying and so disappointing. Yeah. But um, and another fun fact about this Colts team, Xavier Rhodes... Is on the Colts, formerly known as the guy that Devontae Adams would wipe his ass with when we play the Vikings. Yep. And so we get to see him again. The Vikings sure sucked a lot more when without him there. Remember last time we played Philip Rivers? You yeah. Know, kicked, kicked our ass. Kicked our monkey asses. And then the time before that when we played him and kicked he threw our candy for asses. And he, Threw for like 500 yards and still lost. Oh. Demarius Randall had the breakup at the end. Oh, yeah. Jesus. 
Uh, and J- Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin Thomas. product. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Uh, I haven't heard it, of it's, it's interesting to see. Like I, I was watching that Colts-Titans game a little bit, and it was really interesting to watch how like in the second half, after a really tight first half, the Colts just kept figuring shit out about the Titans, and the Titans were spinning their wheels, not able to get anything on offense against the Colt against the Colts D. Yeah, our defense doesn't do that for shit. Our they defense can't. does not adjust to shit. No, they don't. If you if you yeah. I feel like Dom Capers at least adjusted a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes. I miss Dom Capers. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. That might be the most damning thing anybody has said about this defense yet. Yep. Oh, oh, yeah, Tom Capers would have plans to get a turnover every now and then. I am so amazed that we are winning the turnover battle this season. Well, it's because our offense has turned the ball over t- four times. That's fucking insane. That doesn't happen. Like, it doesn't happen that defenses get this few turnovers, but to be <laughs> under that as an offense is incredible. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers knows what the fuck he's doing with the ball. I mean, everybody does. He's only had three picks. Yeah. We fumbled less than that. Yeah. Losing less fumbles than that is more impressive than him only giving up three picks. That's fucking crazy. Do you think our defense just doesn't know how to get a turnover because they never see it? On, like, they never see it like, oh, man, we need to do that shit. <laughs> We could have done that. They never get turnovers they in never practice. See it. Like, yeah, we don't ever see turnovers. We need Aaron to start throwing some picks at practice to, yeah. to get our guys in a rhythm. Right? He doesn't trust his defensive receivers. That's the problem. Couldn't <laughs> just show him fucking video of how picks work. Look at this. Then the guy from the other team catches the pass. We got a pick last week. It was fun. Yeah, that was tight. That was tight. It's worth celebrating. Yeah. Remember Charles Woodson? No. Dude, Charles Woodson was that defense. Like, that was the thing, is that, like, Charles Woodson did a bunch of crazy shit, and that made other people do crazy shit. Like, Charles Woodson got crazy-ass interceptions, and that made Nick Collins and Shaman Williams get crazy-ass interceptions. Charles Woodson got crazy-ass sacks, and that made Clay Matthews get crazy-ass sacks. Charles Woodson could tackle the shit out of anyone, and everybody was like, oh, yeah, that's how you do it. (laughs) Yeah, you just, you know. Like, you had a guy like that, but we don't have anyone that, like, Zadarius has a lot of energy. We don't have anyone that, like, is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. That's true. He he seems like he's like the party. He's the life of the party, but he's not like the he's not the leader when the cops show up. You know, actually, he literally was. Yeah. So I can't really say that. Yeah, that's but that's the thing. He'll like be friends with the cops. You know? <laughs> like that's the thing. He's friends with the offense on the other team. <laughs> like, oh, see what up, man? You know, I'm gonna tackle you, 
And then I'm going to tickle you after <laughs> First comes the tackle. <laughs> then comes the tickle. Such a nice guy. He's, I don't think he's got a mean streak. And we need him to have a fucking mean streak right now. <laughs> Say how to your mother for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. But if we had, like, if we had one dude, like, like a J.J. Watt, an Aaron Donald, um, I don't know, someone who was just a fucking mean guy. You know, Brian, like, Brian Gutekunst, I mean, that was great that he hit on Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. But he hasn't gotten like a big guy. He he's he, he's like afraid to get someone who's will intimidate him. Yeah, he doesn't want to get anyone who's gonna feel like they can tell him what to do. <laughs> yeah, we need a little fucking spunk in our life. I almost said we need a little Antonio Brown. Then I remember that he's like a rapist. Damn. Yep. Um, speaking of bridges too far, that's all that we got time for today on the podcast. <laughs> thank you for, thank you for listening to us. Is anyone, is that too soon for anyone? I don't think it's too soon. Um, it's just if we have any more tangents. Do you guys want to have? You guys want to make rational predictions for this week? Rat Preds? Yeah, let's make rational predictions. Yeah, let's predictions. do it. Okay, everybody, think of one. Okay, I got one. Okay, go for it. Uh, both teams will score above eighteen points. Hmm. Hmm. I've got one. Aaron Jones and Devonte Adams combined for at least two touchdowns. That's a good one. Thank you. Andrew? I think we're going to get a pick six. Fuck, what the fuck are you talking about? Not at all rational. It's rational based on... No, it's not... Boo. Boo. That's a bold prediction and you know it. That's bold as fuck. Well, I was only given fucking 60 seconds to work on it. Fucking and we knocked it out of the park. Yeah, what the fuck, phone-ass Andrew? Uh, well, they were both boring as shit. Exactly. That's the point of rational predictions. I think we'll get a turnover. There you go. Okay. That's, I like it. I and like you know what? It. You're probably not even going to be right, so... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fucking scream at both of you when we do get a pick six. If we do get a pick six, I give you full permission to scream at me. Yeah, I've got a big screamer. Yeah, you are. You're a growler. Uh, I'm good at yelling, but screaming, I smoke too much. That makes me cough. <laughs> here's a here's another segment I want. It's called Elliot's Twitter Tip of the Week. <laughs> um, I just want to say the... The Twitter tip this week is the phrase, this is related to what Andrew was just talking about, the phrase I'm screaming um, to describe something that you find funny, A, 
it's it's overplayed right now. It's it's oh, too much. Everyone's saying that they're screaming, and it's just fucking weird thinking about people just staring at their phones like we all do for five hours a day, every day. <laughs> yeah. Just going, ah! 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 and like, under the guise of something being funny, like, it's... It's creepy and it's weird and it's overused and come up with something else. LMAO with seven O's still gets the job done. I'm I'm a big fan of the repeating LOL. LOL, LOL, LOL. I like that too, and I know I I wish that people would laugh at that every time they saw it like I do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I got that from uh, that Canadian show. Uh, oh, it was about um, oh about my, the video game player. Oh my god! Pound. You remember what I'm talking about? You know what no, I'm talking about? no. This is gay. Yeah, anyway, he was he was a big gamer. He used to say whoa, 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 whoa in real life, and I thought that there's was only cool. like three Canadian shows. There's Kenny versus Spenny. There's Shit's Creek. And then there's the uh, Trailer Park Boys and Letterkenny. Those um, are the only Canadian shows. What is Kenny versus Spenny again? Kenny versus Spenny. That came to America for a little bit. It's Comedy Central, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was funny for a second. Yeah, but the Canadian version. I don't know if it was the same exact thing or not, but they always had a challenge, and Kenny always won. Kenny always won? Kenny always won. That sucks. It's Spencer. I didn't like that title. Spenny just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, it was a Canadian film. You're bad at titles. Oh, Shit's Creek is a good title. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you sound like. Mad because you weren't on it before it was cool. <laughs> 